Yes, it's Monday. It's a bank holiday Monday. It's Easter Monday. I don't know whether, you know, in terms of the biblical terms, they've done anything on Easter Monday because the Sunday was obviously like, oh, my God, look at you, you're back. And Monday they were probably like, did you see what happened yesterday? But we still get a day off, don't we? Hooray, it's bank holiday Monday. And we all know by now what that means. We're going to talk about the paranormal. Well, specifically, we're going to talk about ghosts. Because I suppose technically the paranormal could, you know, incorporate UFOs, cryptids. We're not going to talk about anything like that. We talk about ghosts, hence the title of the show. So I hope you're all wonderfully well. You had a fantastic Easter. You had all your chocolate or whatever you do. Or if you don't celebrate Easter, I just hope you enjoyed the weekend off. Anyway, what have we got in store for you today? Well, today, we are going to, of course, review something. We're going to, of course, tell a true paranormal tale from one of you wonderful listeners. And then we're going to pop over to Becca's Reddit corner and have a chat to her. So, business as usual today, or as corporate speak would say, B-A-U. I hate it when they do that, but they do it quite often. When I was working in the corporate sector, man, it wasn't in America. Um, but they would, uh, you know, they'd use lots of acronyms like that. Uh, um, what was the one like? End of, end of play. Oh, I used to hate that. Can we have this done by end of play today? We're not playing. It's horrible. I hate working here. Stop calling it play. We need this done by end of play. No, we don't. We're not playing. Throw me a ball and we can talk about this sentence more. Anyway, so yeah, we've not been here properly really for a while, have we? Because we of course went to London, so we played a Patreon episode. Then last week, it was all done on the handheld because we had deaths and stuff to deal with. But today we're kind of back in the room, literally back in the recording room. So it feels good to be back with you people, amongst you people, even if only in between your ears. And uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Hooray, back in the room. Woo! Anyway, enough of me congratulating myself by being in a room. And you've just heard the clink of my spoon against my cup. That's not very professional, is it? Sorry about that. Anyway, let's talk about Patreon quickly. Yes, very quick. So Patreon is a wonderful place where if you go over there and you join the team, you can get access to over 200 hours, 200 plus hours of Patreon-only content. Now, interestingly, somebody reached out the other day and said, yeah, but you know, if you join Patreon, is it just all the episodes that you got rid of? Um, and the answer is no. It's 200 hours in addition you know, those episodes aren't really anywhere. Well, I think there are still some, like, streaming sites. Like, you know, um, certain podcatchers have all the old episodes prior to me deciding to do um, a bit of an insane move, really, and just delete three years of work. But some places still have them, but none of them are on Patreon. So if you're thinking, are he saying this because he's just moved all the old shows onto Patreon? I haven't. None of them are on there, really. Um it's two extra shows each and every week. One is a ramble where I just, as you can tell, like to talk about whatever's on my mind. And the second, we try and keep paranormal. And it's normally me and Becca discussing ghosties and ghoulies and things that go bump in the night and doing our best to try and stay on track. It very rarely works, but we always have something paranormal, hopefully, to discuss. And uh, yeah, that's what you get over on Patreon, two hours two hours, 200 hours plus of that. And you get two shows each and every week. Yes, you do. Now you just need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts and you can sign up. And of course, as you know by now, when you do sign up, I also sing your name out. Sing your name out. What? As a thank you. Yes, with a pretty awful song that I make up on the spot. 
So yeah, and we have eight very patient, given that we've not really technically been here for the last two weeks, very patient Patreons to say thank you to. And they are Elijah Burnett, Mark Burgum, Zoe Burrell, or Burrell, Mark Shoemaker, Paula Townsend, Tracy Hill, Samantha Zaro, and Andrew Maudsley. The guitar is well and truly out. And I don't know what style this is. Is it a bit R.E.M.E.? I don't know. Well, anyway, let's crack on and say thank you to these wonderful people. Ugh. Don't know why I've done that. Elijah Burnett, Mark Bergum, Zoe Barrow. Mark Shoemaker, Paula Townsend, too. Then comes Tracy Hill and Samantha Zaro. Not to forget Andrew Maudsley. You've signed up to the Patreon and waited patiently for me to say thank you for signing up to the Patreon. You're helping the show, you're keeping the lights on too And this is quite a long one So I apologize And I will end it now on a seventh In a minute The seventh for those interested will be a C7 Ooh, that was a dodgy falsetto, wasn't it? But we did end it on a seventh. Thank you so much to your wonderful Patreons. I love you all. And I hope you enjoy all of the... Literally, like we worked out the other day, you could spend an entire couple of weeks without going to sleep listening to every episode on Patreon. I mean, you'd then need committing, but you would, you could do that if you wished. If you so wished. Anyway, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? <laughs> Yes, it's that time of the week where I get to review something paranormal just for you so you don't have to bother reviewing it for yourself. Moving swiftly on. This week we're going to review something which is on Netflix and it's a series called Surviving Death. That sounds good, doesn't it? Now, you may think that that means, what, does it, is it like Bear Grylls? It teaches you how to cut yourself out of a net in case you're drowning or something? Well, no, it's about the afterlife. Obviously, hence why it's on the show. And... um yeah, it's good. Um, to give you a bit of a, an idea, so the synopsis says, what happens after we die? Yeah, good question. This docu-series explores personal stories and research on near-death experiences, reincarnation, and paranormal phenomena. Now, if there was a box-ticking exercise on things which I think we'd all like to watch, it's kind of that, isn't it, really? It's covered all the bases. So to give you, I'm going to give you a rundown of, so you can see... Each episode is around an hour, just under an hour long, but the episodes are like near-death experiences. There's episode one, for example. There's then two episodes on mediums, one on signs from the dead, one on seeing dead people, and one on reincarnation. But what's interesting about the series in general is that it's it's done, I think, very well. It's done on the right side of a belief. It leans into a belief perspective. Very much so, I think. But they also try and... When I say try, they do speak to scientists. I was going to say they try and prove it scientifically. No one can prove this scientifically. But they do their best to ask the right questions, I think, 
it's an intriguing, a very intriguing thing to watch because there are interviews with medical professionals who say things, you know, they're like, yes, and there was a, a guy who reported seeing a white light at the end of a tunnel and stuff like that, you know, and stuff where there's a there's people that you would... There's people that if you were at a dinner party, you'd think, God, they're educated. You know, I've got several letters after my name. For example, I'm a doctor, I'm a master of this, and blah, blah, blah. And they're saying things like, this happened and it can't be explained. And when things like that happen or I hear stories like that, from these academic people, they do seem to, for me personally, and maybe it's a gullibility trait on my behalf, but they do seem to carry more gravitas. Do you know what I mean? Because they spend their careers looking at the rational and saying, no, it's not that, it's this. And sometimes, like the doctors in this series, they make decisions which people's lives depend on, so they have to be rational. So when something flummoxes, flummox, is that a scouse word? I don't think so. Just for those who don't know the word flummox, it means, like, befuddled. Is befuddled another word people need explaining? Do you know what I mean? When something confuses them and they can't explain it, it carries a lot of weight with me because I'm like, you're so educated that if it confuses you, I'm very intrigued and I put a lot of weight in your confusion, if any of that makes sense. Hopefully it does. But anyway, as an overall thing for something to watch, if you're interested in the, par in the paranormal, I would definitely give this two thumbs up to the sky because it is intriguing. It is very interesting. You may roll your eyes at a few of the things I did. I won't say which parts because it's derogatory to say so. But there were certain parts that was a bit like, come on now, don't be so gullible. And there were other parts I was like, what? Really? That, what? Explain that. And like a rewatched bits. So it is a very good, interesting thing to watch. So I would say Surviving Death, Netflix, two thumbs to the sky. And remember, I don't get paid for these bloody endorsements. I wish I did, but I don't. But two thumbs up to the sky. Give it a watch. If you're into it, as I am, I think you'll like it. Hooray, it's time for my favourite part of each and every week. And I sincerely mean that. Becca doesn't like that fact, but I sincerely mean that. Anyway, it is time where I get to read out your true listener ghost stories. And there's no better feeling than receiving a ghost story from one of you listeners, genuinely, because I won't have heard it before. We've, I mean, unfortunately, we don't get to meet, you know, occasionally. I think maybe once I've ran into somebody who listens to the show and it was at an opticians in town and I was like oh no way that's insane and it was dead nice and but you know normally I don't get to meet you guys so when I receive a story it's always amazing because I've never heard it before but the person who sent this story in I do know because it is none other than our Facebook person of amazingness Matt hello Matt and we all know Matt by now if you if you're on the Facebook group you know Matt Matt's one of our admins. He's the only admin over there, really. Um, and he's an all-round good egg. And no, that's not a Easter pun. I wish I would have made it one now, thinking about it. Missed opportunity there, Kev. Anyway, Matt has previously sent us in some amazing tales that he's experienced. You may recall he had... Um, the, if it went into the book that we put out, uh, volume one. There was never a volume two because it was so much hard work. But um, one of his stories went in. It was about, I think, his granddad giving him an arsenal kit. It's a very touching story. Anyway, myself and Matt communicate through WhatsApp um, quite often. And he got in touch recently and said, listen, like life's getting a bit manic. He's just got a new job. He's, you know, moved house recently. Lot going on personally. He was like, do you mind if I step away from Facebook for a while? I was like, no, of course not, fucking hell. You know, um, and then he sent me a message and said, dude, I'm about to send you a story. Something's just happened and I can't explain it and it's freaked me out a bit and I'm going to let you know. So this is Matt's email. Hi, Kev. 
Hi, Matt. Hi, Becca and Cat from a former neighbour. Yes, we did steal the cat and they're not having it back. You may have to excuse the tone of this email. It's been a long day. I've shared all my stories with you back in the day. Haunted student house, grandpa leaving my arsenal kit out and watching a curtain twitch in an unalive person's house. But the one I will bang on about until the day I unalived is the one about the street I used to run around when I was the Ealing version of Tyson Fury and the black mist that I saw several times. I say black mist, but it's a human-shaped void. Black in colour and quite tall for a human-shaped void. I'd seen it when I was about to box in a competition. Ended up breaking my elbow. I then saw it when I was about to break up with one of my first long-term girlfriends. And the one I hadn't told anyone about was when my niece got leukaemia. As I was travelling home on my bus, I saw this flash of black in an open area. Not a shadow, because there was nothing to cast a shadow. The sun was coming up on the left of me, which is where the mist came from. It lasted about three or four seconds max. That was a little under two years ago. Since then, I've changed jobs, bought a house, in brackets, thanks for the hilarious card and voucher, sir. You're welcome, sir. But most importantly, my niece has gotten over the worst of the situation and is not 100%, but well on the way. Well, that's amazing to hear, Matt. So, why the email, you may ask? Well, having spoken to you recently and said I'd like to step away from the Facebook group for a couple of weeks, as I'm hectic at work, and the end of year financial responsibilities, in brackets, can't petty cast just sort itself out, I was back at work today. And it was a normal mad day for me. 187 emails and drugs being found on my premises. I knew I would be under pressure from the moment I got off the train. And I was. I even messaged my missus to say I'll need a couple of beers that night. And this was before 10am. So my day went as expected. Loads to do and interactions with the police, blah blah blah. I got home and sat in silence for 10 minutes. My missus said she forgot to grab some beers, so I said I'd go and grab some as I had my shoes on. I popped my headphones in and in my stressful yet chirpy mood, walked to the shop whilst listening to Jay and the Americans come a little bit closer as I walked down the street. I live on a darkish street. There are streetlights and passing cars, a train track on the right-hand side, but not many people. Plus, it's kind of rough my way. As I'm doing my happy little walking dance, I saw something move ahead of me. A flash of something. It has my attention, and I thought it was a bat or a bag or something. But this wasn't a bat, a bag, or a something. This was that void. I was certain of this. It swept up into the air and back down to the ground... This wasn't off into the horizon. This was not even five metres in front of me. It swept up again and went over the fence between myself and the train tracks, inches from my face. Then it was gone, in thin air, vermouche. Didn't disappear into a tunnel or a bush. It just vanished there and then. It was like a dementor from Harry Potter or the baddie from the Frighteners but not as distinct as those things, because this was a void. Now, two things about this. One, 
I highly recommend listening to 70s semi-comedic songs if you're going to a haunted house. Because how can anyone be afraid of anything when you have come a little bit closer blasting in your ears? And two, I think this is something that appears to me when I'm under the stress of things. I will try not to be stressed, of course, but I think this is kind of weird and cool. Like yourself and the listeners, I have a keen interest in the paranormal. So imagine almost being able to predict a vision of something like what I've seen. That is cool. I wrote this exceedingly quick and before I opened my beer, which is getting warm, I might add. And say thank you, Kev. Always a pleasure, never a ghastly experience. Cheers, Matt. Thank you, Matt. That is amazing and slightly terrifying. To ha- The idea that these things appear when you're stressed is... It's both wonderful and terrifying. Part of me wants to say, is it a protector? It doesn't sound like a fucking protector, though, does it? It sounds like something that's like, ooh, he's in a very fragile place. Maybe now I can, you know... Maybe now's the time to jump out of the shadows and make myself known. I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right with me about this void, Matthias. It really doesn't. You may recall on past episodes, I've talked about watching Nuke's Top 5. Numer- like, I've watched every video he's ever put out. We're talking hundreds of hours worth of content. And within certain episodes, there is one sort of entity that keeps rearing its head. And it's been filmed in India. It's been filmed in America, in Canada. Um, and it is like a wraith. It's like what you described, Matt. It's like a, it's like a black, sh- imagine, oh, well, this sounds stupid now, but imagine like a black shadowy cloth that's been pulled by a string through the air. I know you'd say, well, that's probably what it is. It's faked, blah, blah, blah. But th- honestly, some of these videos are more or less identical of what this entity is, although they're continents apart. And I think, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. It may be like this generation Shadow Man or Hat Man. I'm not sure. But whatever your experience in there, Matt, it does scare me. It does. It doesn't fill me with a, a protective energy. Do you know what I mean? Not that I get filled with energy. I'm not the Energizer Bunny. But what I mean is it doesn't sound like it's got your best interest at heart because who, yeah, who shows up just to witness a car crash? So when you describe things of real monumentous occasions in your life where you're utterly stressed about a situation, who pops over to see that? Because it doesn't appear like it helps you to do anything. Unless, then again, it could just be there to say, I'm here to make you aware you're really stressed. But who needs that? I don't know, mate. It just sits, it doesn't sit right with me, sorry. That's what I meant to say. It does not sit right with me. It freaks me out, if I'm being perfectly honest. But anyway, Matt, as ever, thank you. Thank you, firstly, for all you do for the Facebook group. Um, And secondly, thank you for just being you. You're a wonderful human being. Now, for all of you listeners who've just listened to that story, we want your stories, okay? Send them in. If you're sitting there thinking, you know what? I really should send in my spooky tale. Please do send them in. You can send them in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. Just send us a quick email. It doesn't have to be war and peace. It can be one or two sentences. It can be four paragraphs. It can be biblical. But just send it in. You know, that's how the show exists. It's here. I am the medium. I'm not a medium. But you know what I mean? I am the conduit for which your paranormal tales shall flow into the ears of wonderful, accepting listeners. And speaking of wonderful, accepting, non-sceptical people, let's go and speak to the opposite of that. She is still wonderful. She's just a sceptic. And head over to that corner, which is owned by the one and only Rebecca. 
Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. And it's that wonderful time of the week, my favourite time of the week. As you know, all the parts of my show are the favourite time of the week. Yeah, I know. I've stopped taking that as a compliment. I once did. Oh. Oh, oh well, please don't. So I believed you? Like yeah, a fool? No, but they're all on, on like, you know, you, you can love your brother and your sister in the same way that you do... Hold on, what? Get... Where is this going? Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I mean, you can love your brother like you love your sister. Right. I mean, sexually, for fuck's sake. I mean, in terms of, like, the same amount of love. Yeah, but if you love all of the parts of the show exactly the same, then it's not your favourite part of the week. It is when you arrive at it. It's not? It is. Anyway, I'm just saying. I, I believed you like a fool. Just a fool Taken to in. believe Yeah, but you say that I to mean. all the girls. You say that to all the parts of your show. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. Have you been? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything new? Either on the horizon or in life. <laughs> we, had, we had Easter, no, didn't we? So. We did, yeah, we've had Easter. So it's Easter Monday. I don't yes. know whether, I, I imagine worldwide it's also a bank holiday for everyone, Easter Monday. Do you? Is that what you imagine? imagine worldwide. worldwide. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, very Christian-centric point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very privileged point of view. Again. Yeah, I presume we're all off the I world presume, over. Yeah. <laughs> Even people on minimum wage who are working in sweatshops, they yeah. all have the day off. I don't think you get minimum wage in sweatshops. I think that's the point. Oh. The problem. Okay, then less than... But anyway, well, mm. anyway moving swiftly on. Yes. Did you enjoy any chocolate? Um, yeah, I got an egg. Did you? Yeah. And do you understand the reason why we get egg, eggs at Easter? Yes, to symbolise new life, new beginnings. Yes, it's because... Of our Lord. No, it's not. It's because to symbolise new life and new beginnings. Yes. Our Lord's cronies came in and started taking over the pagan things. Pagan things came first. Eggs came first. I... So I, I can't be doing with this, all this, oh, it's, you know, blasphemy. We should be talking about Jesus. Da, da, da. No, Jesus came in and started trying to take over the eggs. The eggs were already there. No, actually, I think what you'll find is, I think what you'll find is they, they crucified our Lord, our Saviour. They <laughs> placed him inside a cave. They rolled a rock against that cave, and three days later, so that no one could get in, or oh, and Robin, and three days later they rolled away that rock. It hit a pebble. It carried on rolling Was down it? the hill. No, it didn't. Hold on, and people went. Is that a giant egg? Was it an egg-shaped boulder? Yeah. No. Yes. That's the no, most, it wasn't. That's the why we eat eggs? That's a line. You know it. It is. It is a line. I do know it. Anyway, so. What we are here to talk about, in your lovely, you spruce the place up, red corner, looking nice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah? yeah? I like the decor. Good. Or decor. Decor or decor? I'd say decor, I think. I'd say decor, but I would also allow someone to say decor. That's good, yeah. <laughs> I would allow it. I will permit it. Put the sword away, Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin's my side man. He has a sword. You got uh, jellies as well as an egg, didn't you? I did. I got um, Easter jellies, yeah, which... Uh, because let's be honest, I'm a 43-year-old fat little kid and um, I can't wait to talk into them. But I will, the thing is, everything these days, especially in terms of like Easter and stuff, it comes in share size and fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a share size bag of Haribo. That's my... It's like it's like a tube of Pringles. They're going in one sitting. Do you know what I mean? full tube of Pringles is a lot. Like, I like crisps. I don't really like Pringles, but I do like most crisps. But a full tube of Pringles is a lot. Yeah, but it, it, there's no... I mean, it's true what they say. Once you pop, you can't stop. Well, you, you know you can buy the smaller ones. 
It's not full tube of Pringles, is it? <laughs> Do you know you can buy a quarter tube of Pringles? Yeah, I'm fully aware. But what I mean is, stop implying that everyone's sharing things. I mean, the, they're not. The point of... for themselves. Om, 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 om. But the thing is, the Pringles specifically come in packaging so that you can put the lid back on and have them later, unlike most crisps. You know, most crisps, once you've opened the packet, you've opened the packet. Whereas Pringles specifically come with a plastic lid so you can put it back on. Airtight yeah, well, I mean, well, that, well, that Haribo bag comes with like a, a resealable bag, so you can maybe it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything's resealable, Becca. But let's be honest: if I'm opening something, I'm eating it, no matter the size of the contents. Anyway, none of this is scary, apart from possibly my, my sodium intake. Yeah. Um, what does look really interesting though is a story, of course, that I found on Reddit, and yes, I haven't read it, um, but listen to this for a title. And it was only from six hours ago. So it's fresh off the presses. Okay. The title is Am I the Shadow Man? Right, okay. Right, which, a, are you a creep? <laughs> which immediately made me think, well, that's getting read out. Um, right, this, okay. This is weird, right? Okay. Am I the Shadow What do you mean? Well, do you like creep around being a See, shadow? Well, that's what I, mean. I, I don't know. Well, I, stopped, I, I stopped right there, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. such as my research. And I also, because I thought, I wonder if he means, I think he, but well, let's have a guess. I think he means within the context of a haunting within his house, is he, you know, is he like, is he mistaken? And is he, you know, was it him all along? Is he catching his own shadows and assuming it's someone else? I don't think he means, am I the sentient being that people worldwide are reporting? Like, you know, am I the slender man? I don't think it's like that. Okay. But we'll find out, because you're about to read it. Excellent. And I hand you. Grazie. Okay, so, welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thanks. This story is titled... What did you say there? Welcome, thank you. Oh yeah, you do, yeah. yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. This story is titled, Am I the Shadow Man? Ooh, suddenly got quiet here in Red Corner. Let's begin. Let's begin. Last week, I posted about waking up to a shadow man standing over my bed that even my wife saw. I had a decent amount of upvotes fairly fast, remember this is Reddit, but deleted the post within hours out of fear that acknowledging and discussing it would make it worse. Common fear. Two days after I made the initial post, we had two more unusual experiences. The first was in the morning. My wife got out of bed to get ready for the day and put our son's baby blanket, who passed away at a few weeks old from a terminal illness last year, next to my neck. Very sad. I was awake, but scrolling on my phone for a few minutes before getting out of bed, and the baby blanket slid off my neck and onto the bed. A few minutes later, while I'm still in bed, my wife walks into the room from the kitchen with the blanket in her hand, asking me how it got onto the kitchen table. Oh, it was it was impossible for either of us to have done it as she left the blanket with me and left the room and I never got out of bed it teleported somehow the second was when we got home from therapy that night where we met with other parents who have lost a child we walked in the house and a flashlight was in the middle of the kitchen floor turned on and pointed at the ceiling wow. that's really creepy we were creeped out but put it back in its drawer and went on with our night tonight I just finished clearing the garage Walk into the house and up the stairs into the kitchen. I look in the fridge for a quick bite to eat, then look over at the wall next to the stairs and I saw the shadow man in the exact spot he was in my dream before I woke up to him in my bedroom the other night. The only thing is, it was my own shadow cast on the wall and this shadow can only occur 
because the light above the stairs just burns out and it will only be there when the light above our sink is on. Really creeped me out when I realised this and the hair stood up on the back of my neck. Kind of wondering if the shadow man could be me from the future trying to tell me something. Kind of like the movie Interstellar. We've had many experiences, but one we had a year ago sticks out right now. I was in the basement having a few drinks with a couple of friends, and the light above our bar switched off. It's a mechanical switch and nobody was in within 20 feet of it. I'm not an alcoholic, but if I were future me trying to give present me a sign to stop drinking, that would be it. So maybe another sign it's future me? In the event that this is not me, I did take the advice of the few comments on my initial post and no longer fear this thing, and a voice that it is unwelcome unless this is one of my loved ones coming back to visit. I know most of you here have had many experiences of your own, so feel free to share anything you have experienced with shadow men, the loss of loved ones, etc. Thank you. Well, that's um, well. It's clearly, obviously, a post that we normally go ha 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 ha, rip mm. the back out. No, not rip the back out. That's a lie. You know, but we discuss it in a jovial way. Yes. There is obviously there are certain topics which are fucking off the table. Yes. Um, and that's horrific. The loss of a child. My dad went through that. It's a, a, a God knows how it shapes someone. Mm. There's a, one thing I would say, which is an interesting thing to say there from what the person said is when they've said, I wonder if the bar light going off... I'm not an alcoholic, but I wonder if the thing is future me, like, warning me to stop drinking. Mm. That sentence in itself would imply that, that the drinking is playing on his mind. Yeah. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't mention that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like saying, like, I know I've not got a problem now, but I wonder if someone's saying I might have a problem in the future that I don't know about now, indicating yeah, that, that actually maybe, we might be on the slippery yeah, slope already. Yeah. yeah, Which is fucking understandable, to be honest. And I'm... Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm a firm believer. I mean, I'm a firm believer in whatever gets you through the night. Mm. I, I really am. I'm yeah. fuck what people think. I really am in terms of what people take, what people do. Life's fucking hard. Do mm. you know, and that's they got what the, the, that that couple have been through there is evidence of that. And I'm a strong believer in whatever you need to do to wake up the next day to get you through that day. You do it. Um, yeah, it's probably not the soundest of advice, but I yeah, I mean that to a certain extent, but. You know, something like spiraling drinking wise can like completely ruin his life. Well, yeah, I'm, so, I'm aware, yeah. so I, I think you need to be careful with that advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, like I've said before, anyone who takes advice on anything I say on a show needs to have a serious word with where they get their advice <laughs> from. But anyway, yeah. that does sound terrifying though. I mean, the thing like the baby blankets, um, a porting or teleporting, mm. as you said, because a porting would be out of nothing, whereas it went from upstairs to downstairs. Um, what? Sorry, People so, always say that they would teleport, but they obviously start somewhere and would end up somewhere. So what do you mean out of nothing? I mean, like for example, in seances, and and it's it's a paranormal word, um, a port. It means something. It, please nobody correct me by a dictionary definition of this, but I'm pretty sure it means it's used often in seances. We were doing a seance, and the, the medium asked for evidence that this person was from 1910, for yeah. example. And we heard the tinkling of a penny on the table. Mm. And out of literally out of thin air, a 1910 penny will appear on the table, for example. Yeah. And that's known as an apport. It's, not, it's something which was previously not in the house. It's materialised out of... It's apported. Right. Out of thin air. So what's the problem with him using teleport in that context? None. That's why I said... I, I corrected myself. I said it apported. And then I said, oh, no, he's right. It teleported because it went from one place to another as opposed to from out of nowhere. Right. Okay. 
So teleport is correct. Teleport is correct, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, the blanket, I would say that there's an explanation for. To be honest, though, if we got back home and there was a torch on, a flashlight, on, the floor. on and upright, yeah, in our floor, I'd be freaked. Because yeah. I'd be thinking that someone in the house. Yeah, like, yeah. that's Because your, your fear about anything where somebody says they've left a room and come back in and something's happened or moved isn't that it's the paranormal, it's that we've got a frogger, isn't it? Yeah. We've got someone living in the attic that we don't know about. Um, and he's there just coming back, panic dropped his stuff and got in the attic. I mean, it's not specifically that there's a frogger. It could be that someone was burgling us and now they're hiding, they're going to kill us. Like, it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's that there's a person in the house. And a person in the house who we don't know about being in the house can only be bad news. Oh, yeah, I agree about that. You know, unless it's Noel Edmonds about to say you're on Noel's TV and then we could say you've been on the telly for 20 <laughs> years while you're here. And he'd be like, I'm very ill. Um, anyway, but... You liked Interstellar, didn't you? If I remember rightly. Yeah, it was all right with it. It wasn't me who was raving about it. No, my mate raved about it and said it had changed yeah. me life when I yeah. watched it. Um, and it was a good film. And it was a good film. It didn't so change wrong. your life. so yeah. wrong. At yeah. the end of it, I was like, right, so... I probably haven't grasped it. Because at the end, I was like, so he's behind a bookcase. Mm. And I know, no, no, that's not the point. You know what? I did a, a good explanation of it. This isn't paranormal all to do with this story. In a very quick sentence, somebody said on a podcast the other day, it's like, you know, in Interstellar where we've evolved so much we've become part of physics. Right. And I was like, oh, is that what it was? Right, okay. So it was like, you know, time and space doesn't matter. But I do, I do, we were speaking about this briefly yesterday during Easter dinner, as you do, um, with your family about uh, time being kind of, you know, I, I think time's very wobbly. Well, it's proved proven to be wobbly. You know, it can be manipulated with gravity and stuff like that. It's mm. a, it's all that sort of stuff. So I do think there could be an element of your spiritual self maybe doing a bit of time travelling. They've proven retrocausality on the smaller scale, on the quantum scale. So an effect, doing something in the future can affect the past, which is just bizarre, but only within the quantum world. Mm. But we're all made up of atoms, so, you know. Molecules. I just can't get how this whole like time isn't linear thing. It is. No, but it's not. It's <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. I just, so, I just don't. Um, it just doesn't. Um, like instinctively, that sentence feels wrong to me. Like it. Yeah, but that, it that's is. a whole. But that's the. I mean, it's a famous. I think it's Niels Bohr or some some other famous quantum physicist said, mm. "If you think you understand quantum physics, then you don't understand quantum physics." Yeah. Um, because it's that it's so beyond our understanding. At mm. the moment. Um, but anyway, very quick to close off this red corner. Remember a couple of weeks ago, guys, we were talking about, and she'll be very happy to have a second mention on the show. Hi, Joe. <laughs> um, Hi, Joe. <laughs> uh, but Becca's auntie Joe mentioned in passing when I wasn't there. It was on Mother's Day, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so I told you about it on the show the next day, didn't I? About yeah, the knocking. That she was being woken up by three knocks on the door. Mm. And um, we went to their house actually yesterday, didn't we? For yep. Easter. Very nice. And she reported that morning she was awoke by three knocks again. Yeah. And she kind of tried to, ration, not rationalise it, but to explain it. Didn't she just find a logical reasoning for it? And she thinks mm. it's when she's stressed or when she's, you know, went to sleep with a concern on her mind. It kind mm. of seems to, to wake her up out of it or mm. snap her back into reality. Yeah. But then, hysterically, as we're talking about this, and we're wondering why, you know, well, you know, this, that and the other... Um, your cousin turned around and goes, oh, I, I, the only paranormal thing, it was quite funny, it was like, 
then it's all down to you then, isn't it? And like, the only paranormal thing that's ever happened to me in this house is about X amount of years ago when I was 12 and I went to the loft with my mate and we'd done a Ouija board <laughs> and the light turned itself off. And everyone looked and even Joanne was like, you don't know Ouija board in the loft. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got people knocking on the door at 3am. And it's always, it was always... This no, day. it wasn't because immediately a dad was like, yeah, the those lights go off. Like, that's the thing. You know, it's a the yeah, dodgy but, but connections. Yeah, but her husband is very rational. Is a very rational man. Hysterically, the funniest comment like that made very quickly during this conversation was, like, as we're all, for my benefit mainly, I think, very like quiet and listening to... This ghost story, like, and trying to... Oh, not ghost story, but, you know, had these three raps on the door, and it's always a... Th- and um, Joanne says, it was at two o'clock this morning, and uh, uh, your stepdad said, uh, hold on, I thought you said it was always at three in the morning, <laughs> and your cousin jumped in and went, yeah, but the clocks have gone back. <laughs> <laughs> and they have. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it did really make me laugh, and I, thought, I wonder if there's a load of people. How do they keep up with GMT yeah, exactly, British yeah. and British like, I do wonder if there's a load of people who now who do have like a demonic presence yeah. because they've been woken up at three o'clock mm. every morning for like a past number of weeks or whatever, mm. and now it's started happening at two, so they've written off as just in the mind. Yeah. But in reality, the demons going, it's still three. <laughs> Yeah, and I wonder how long it would take to correct that. Like, would it be a gradual correcting? Would they do it at, like, <laughs> five past two, ten past two, what yeah, past yeah. two? Or well, one day, would they suddenly... Themselves. Yeah, or one day, would they suddenly get onto it and be like, oh, you're joking, I missed that, that was two years well, ago. Back to three. Oh, no, I was going to say, the way to test it is if you do do that, is that when the clocks then go back again, if it starts happening at four, yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, bastards, can't you keep your clocks straight? I'm trying to haunt you. I know. I probably got that the wrong way around. It'd probably be out there. But anyway. But yeah, that's a very interesting story and a heartbreaking story, obviously, the content's involved. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, though. I think that's kind of a... Because the subconscious is, like, remarkable in what it can do. Yeah. And, you know, which reasons for it. But ultimately, the your consciousness's job is, like, to protect you from things. So it might be that there's, you know, these concerns. It's kind of... That's how it's coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how it's coming to them as a... Oh well, maybe it's this. You know, maybe it's it's me trying to tell me something because I reckon there'll be a period shortly where he thinks the thing has told him what it is. He's wondering what it's going to tell him. I haven't phrased that you right. Haven't phrased that right now. So because I he's thinking. The couch, then. <laughs> so he's thinking that the he's thinking the thing is coming back to try and tell him something from the future. Yes. Yeah. I think shortly he will interpret something that it's done as what that message is. Okay. I think he's maybe not ready to hear the message yet, but he's like building the the kind of thing that he's due to get a warning or due to get something, and soon he'll be able to hear that message. Do you know what? You won't like this, but in that last sentence you've just said, you sounded like a psychic reader. It sounded like it sounded like you were stood stood doing a reading for someone, and you're going, "You're not going to like this, my love." But sometime within the next couple of weeks. You you know you're gonna see that message. You're gonna get that message. You keep an eye out for a feather, my well, love. Keep an eye out for a feather. Well, in my opinion, psychics are nothing but psychological experts who kind of know how to read people and do it well. So thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah, so never mind. You're not gonna like this. It wasn't even a backhanded compliment. It was. Just, it wasn't a compliment, but you took it as one. So I wish I had your brain, bloody hell! I'd walk on. Hey, it's like that episode of Frasier where he thinks everyone's waving at him, and he's like, "That guy was just annoyed with you," or whatever. Anyway. As ever, thank you for allowing us into your corner. You're welcome. Um, and yeah, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. And um, 
We'll speak to you next week. Speak to you soon. Tati, bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.